what is going on you guys and welcome back to another video if it is your first time here my name is brandon as always we do have our investing academy it's that first link in the description below and i would actually encourage you guys before we dive in click the link and check it out because in just a couple of weeks we are going to be releasing a private membership group this is going to be a little extremely affordable service and feature where you guys can join along become part of our community and keep up with trades newsletter portfolio updates it's just going to be an awesome awesome feature we're so excited for check that out i can tell you more details at the end of this video but today we are talking about five common mistakes that are made by investors particular beginner investors when it comes to the stock market and really we're going to cover the things you need to know so that you yourself can avoid making these mistakes. I've actually already done a couple of other videos on stock market mistakes that I've personally made in the market and how you guys can avoid them. And they always seem to get really good feedback. Everyone likes to learn from the mistakes of others so that they don't go and repeat those same things. But in this video, I actually have five new mistakes that I have yet to talk about on the channel. I'm super excited for it. So I say we dive right in. Before we do though, please do drop a thumbs up if you appreciate the channel, if you enjoy the content. But let's start off just diving into mistake number one, and that is frequently changing your investment strategy. This is something that I see beginner investors do all the time, and actually even here on YouTube, a lot of the channels that I follow peripherally, I see them jumping from topic to topic, and one minute they're a dividend investor. When the passive income tag is trending, next minute they're onto the penny stocks and then the SPACs and they're really jumping all over the place and that is not something that you wanna do as an investor. One of the keys to being a successful investor is being able to identify and carve out this path that you see yourself being on for the next number of decades and having the skill and the commitment levels to stick to that path. And when you're jumping from strategy to strategy, that is not a healthy way to manage a portfolio. It's not to say that one strategy is better than others. In fact, there's so many ways that an investor can tackle the stock market. And that's why I think when you're starting out, it's important to explore and learn the different avenues and strategies to see which one resonates best with you. But when you're able to identify that path or that strategy or that philosophy that you see eye to eye with, one that you think will work well for your situation, faster you can get on that path and the further and harder you can commit to that strategy, often the better off that you'll do. When you look at the most successful investors in the world, they are all going their different paths. You have certain investors, take a Benjamin Graham who is solely focused on value investing. He's done very well with that. You take another investor like a Peter Lynch who follows more of a growth philosophy. Bill Ackman, a contrarian investor, you may uh, categorize him as. They're all different pathways but one of the traits that they all have in common is they stick within their realm. They stick within what they know. And if there's something outside of their scope, they say, hey, I'm fine with that. I'll pass on, I'll pass on, uh, pass by on that opportunity and really dial into what I know. When your philosophies are just flip-flopping all over the place and every second month or every quarter, every year, you wanna try something new. And of course, making all these changes in your portfolio, I can guarantee you that's gonna suffer. You don't wanna be managing your portfolio and jumping in and out of different ideas uh, constantly. You wanna let your portfolio do its thing and you can only do that by really dialing in. Hopefully earlier the better. Again, you can explore and try if you need to when you're getting started, but the faster you can kinda of get set on a strategy, buy into it, one that you believe in, one that you back, probably the better off you're gonna do as an investor. Common mistake number two is getting sucked into buying IPOs. And an IPO stands for an initial public offering. 
you will come across the saying in the stock market, which I tend to resonate with a little bit better, that IPO actually stands for, it's probably overpriced. And this is when a new company, a private company is going public for the first time, they're offering shares or equity in their company, and it gives you a chance to go out and buy these new exciting companies, investors will commonly get sucked into thinking that this is their one and only and best chance to get in on a company before the ship sails. That is so far from true. In fact, can you name any companies where you absolutely had to buy in at the initial offering price to turn out to have a great investment? And I look at a bunch of key examples, companies like Amazon, companies like Apple, even a company like Tesla, some of the most successful companies out there. In these cases, you have years and years and years and tons of opportunity to buy these stocks before they evolve into the monsters of companies that they really are. And to look a little bit deeper as to why this is the case, when we understand uh, an IPO and when a company is going public for the first time, it's important to recognize that these are often in periods or environments which are very favorable for the company right let's put ourselves in the company's shoes they want to go public they want to raise as much capital as possible they're going to do it when their financials are in tip-top shape there's going to be really no problems with the company maybe even the macroeconomic environment um, needs to be right otherwise they'll just push that off so it's very exciting uh, you, as an investor on the outside you're very excited because things do look good but it's not always easy for a company to sustain that uh, excitement and extend, sustain those great numbers not to mention, of course, on the topic of excitement, whenever there's an IPO, there's just a craze around it. People are rushing in and that makes the stock more expensive. It makes it very hard to put an accurate valuation on. And again, you, in almost all cases, will have other uh, chances and other points to invest in it rather than getting in on that first day. For those familiar who do follow along, we would know that Warren Buffett himself, he does not like to buy IPOs. I don't think that you need to either. If it is a company like that you truly, truly love and support and it's one that you want to own maybe for more or less like sentimental value and just say, I'm gonna own it since it goes public, that's a different story. But from an investing standpoint, to think that you have to get in right away, I think is a major, major mistake. Number three is a short one, arguably controversial, but in my opinion, it is a mistake to have an opinion and have to think that you have to play a part in understanding every single thing that is going on in the stock market. I hear it time and time again, you know, why is the stock market down 2% today? Well, it's because of this. Or why is this stock X doing this? Or what is all of this? Why are things correlated? Why do they do what they do? It's funny to me when I look at investors like Ray Dalio, who, no disrespect to Ray Dalio, he's obviously one of the greatest out there, but even in my history of following him for the past four or five years, which is short in the big scheme of things, the amounts of different predictions and uh, guesses and big uh, statements and takes that I've heard over the past few years alone, I can't even imagine the past number of decades, they're all over the place and they're constantly changing. And I think that notion of, you know, we do see it on the news, we see it on BNN, we see it on CNBC, everyone's trying to be the one guessing things and picking everything correctly. That does kind of trickle down to us on an individual investor level, thinking that we have to know why things are doing what they do and that every single thing out there has a perfect explanation as to why 
uh, a, a case scenario played out as it did. That is not the case. When you realize just how big the stock market really is and the economy is and all of the moving pieces that are pushing and pulling and driving things at the end of the day, it's silly to think that you actually, you, no disrespect to you, hey, me too, like, I don't know. Even the smartest people out there, economists, very, very smart people who do this for a living full-time, they make great salaries researching this stuff, even they don't always have a grasp of what's going on. So it's foolish in my opinion to come in with that expectation that we should know it all because there's just no way in heck that that is the case. If you're one of those super investors with just a ton of influence, you're on the talk shows, the news, the interviews and whatnot, I can understand why a figure like that would have to make such bold statements and take these very strong stances because at the end of the day, that's what keeps them relevant. Otherwise, they'd probably just fizzle away into the background. But for someone like you and I, the average investor out there, so many moving pieces. Actually, I think it's, it's almost a human flaw or bias to think, we always wanna think that we know. We always want to convince ourselves in our heads that we really know what's going on and that we are smarter than we are. And I think if we can kind of put that bias aside and just say, hey, this is a big, big complex world of stock markets. Sometimes things do things, sometimes they don't. I think you'll be a lot more at peace and you'll probably actually do a lot more as an investor rather than just emulating and uh, copying the big dogs out there. Number four is selling a stock too early. And I know we have maybe touched on this in a previous video. I said I wasn't going to repeat any, but I do have a little bit of a twist on this one actually. The mistake I see all the time from viewers, from comments, from people asking me questions is, hey, I'm up 23% on my BMO shares or stock X or whatever the case is. Should I sell that, take those profits and go buy such and such stock? Or I'm up here and I should I take those and do this? All over a two, three, six month holding period, whatever the case is. This does happen to everybody and I have absolutely been there too, especially when I was starting out with investing. But this is such a trader's mentality that we wanna get away from rather than taking a long-term investing approach. If we're just thinking about shuffling all these minor and minute gains just to kind of move tiny bits amount, tiny little bits around in our portfolio. One of my favorite stories that I heard from Warren Buffett a few years back was when he was talking about his first stock. When he was back as a little boy and he bought, I think it was City, a stock called City's Preferred, City Preferred Shares. It was his first real company. He owned maybe two or three shares and he talked about how the stock price did super, super well over time. But then he goes on to talk about how he messed up because he ended up selling the shares for a tiny gain here. It looks like about $5.25 when really if he would have held the stock, simply let the power of investing do its thing, he could have made a much bigger fortune than what he did by selling out of his stock too early. This is obviously one of my favorite examples coming from Warren Buffett himself, but this does happen to so many people, myself included, who sell out of stocks because either they're happy with such a little gain or they're just not thinking long enough in a business. And in my opinion, if you weren't thinking that long to begin with, you probably shouldn't have taken a long-term investing approach on that stock, unless of course you wanna look at it for a shorter term trade. But as the quote says, or somebody said it, it might've been Buffett again. There's a lot of Buffett talk in this video. Consider picking stocks that you would be happy owning if the stock market closed for the next 10 years. You wanna have that exact mindset and that mentality 
that I want to own a company for the company itself. And in many cases, again, a Buffett quote is that his favorite holding period is forever. We want to buy shares in a business that's going to thrive and grow. There are obviously times where you do need to sell. We've covered uh, multiple videos on that. I'll link it up for you guys as well if you want to go check that out. But that's very different from just looking at these minor gains with a very short-term time horizon and thinking about managing money. We uh, managing your portfolio. If you have a stock or company that you believe in for the long run, why put those ceilings on? Why cap the stock with these tiny little returns when really those are just drops in the bucket in terms of what you can make over long holding periods when you really get the power of compounding working for you. And that will lead into really our fifth and final mistake, absolute cop-out mistake, but really not at all. The final mistake for this video is simply not getting started earlier when it comes to investing. I actually did a little bit of a poll, well, not a poll, but I asked a little question on Instagram, asked what was your biggest mistake when it came to investing? And here's just a little page, boom, 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 Far five different people. I haven't started yet and not having invested earlier, not investing sooner, not starting earlier. I wish I started when I was younger. It is so cliche, but it is cliche for a reason. And I'll pop up on the screen for you guys, just a little example. I know it might be a little bit blurry, but in this case, we have Jack and Blake. The story of Jack and Blake is just from a Dave Ramsey website. Jack started investing at age 21. He invested $2,400 every year. That's $200 a month for nine years. Then he stopped. At age 30, Jack put in zero dollars, zero. That means he stopped, but his money didn't. Blake, on the other hand, Blake didn't start investing until age 30. He invested $2,400 every year until the age 67. That's 38 years of him putting his own hard earned money into the markets while Jack hasn't done anything since age 30. Well, you know how the story plays out. You take a look at these charts, the exponential growth, Jack actually ends up with more money at the end of this period for this given example, rather than Blake, who clearly put more money out of pocket, a ton of money more out of pocket, simply due to the uh, fact that Jack got started earlier. I've seen so many different examples with this Jack and Blake or John and Joe, whatever the case is. It proves a very important and undisputable point that when it comes to investing, the earlier you can get started, the better. Now, this does not only apply to 20 year olds. Obviously, the earlier you can get started, the better. And if you're watching this video as a millennial or even the younger generation, if you're in your early 20s and you're not investing, what are you doing? Like, really, you're like, what are you doing? But this also applies to any age out there. I constantly hear from students, from subscribers, from the comments that Oh, I'm 38, I'm 45, I'm 50, I'm too late to the party, I miss investing and there's no point in me investing at all. There is so totally a point. Obviously, the earlier the better, but as they say, the next best time to start is now. Regardless of age, obviously you need to invest accordingly, but if you're in your 40s or even 50s and even 60s and you feel like, oh, I just can't do it anymore, five years, 10 years are gonna go by and you're gonna wish you started today because a 10 year holding period, even that is a long, long time to grow and compound and double up your wealth in a responsible manner. To wrap this video up, I know it's funny how on YouTube and really what gets the clicks and views is all of the hot stocks and all the hot flashy strategies and how you can make money quick and overnight. And that's understandable because yeah, that, uh, it's, it's interesting and that's what works. 
but what doesn't get the views is really some of the best advice that you can get out there, which is just bringing it back to the fundamentals in terms of actually getting started, in terms of actually socking money away and working on your saving habits, learning to budget your money properly, learning to just allocate money and get in this system and routine of putting money away. That, in my opinion, trumps all. It's not about the hot stock pick. It's not about all that. If you can start, especially when you're young or even if you're not young, if you can just start putting money away and look long term, that's really where the wealth is driven from. Um, it's not uh, sexy, it's not flashy, but people tend to skip that very, very important and crucial step. But when it comes to investing, the formula really isn't that hard. If you wanna do it well, you focus on the fundamentals, you focus on the boring stuff, and you can do just that. But that, guys, I think will wrap up my five common mistakes that I see people making in the stock market all the time, and really what you can do to avoid those mistakes Again, I have done some other videos if you do wanna check those out. If you guys made it this far into the video, take a moment and hit that thumbs up button if you enjoyed. I'd love to hear your thoughts on my five mistakes. What do you think about them? Maybe even share some of yours if you feel comfortable doing that. I'm sure the other investors and viewers at home would love to benefit from your guys' own personal stories. If you're not already subscribed to the channel and it's your first time watching, take a moment and hit that subscribe button. Also hit the bell for notifications because that way you'll get notified when we post videos, we post new videos every single week. And as I mentioned right off at the top, we do offer courses and training right here in Canada. If you're new to the stock market, if you need some help, if you need to really up your stock market game, click the link down below. You can learn about more and the private membership group. Go, go join the wait list because uh, that's how you can stay up to date. I'll actually talk more about that in another video. This is a little project that we've been working on for the past couple of months and I'm really pleased as, as to how it's turning out. It's going to be such an awesome way to grow our community at, uh, again, a very affordable price. So put your name on that list and we won't, I'm not going to spam you or anything. I, I may give some just informational uh, emails as we go throughout the week because yeah, this is planning to go live about April 15th. So a week or two out from now, click the link down below, put your name on that list and you'll be the first to know you can be one of the first members in there. And that's just a great way of showing your support for the channel too. There's going to be a ton of features, a ton of cool tools. It's just going to be an awesome way for you guys to meet the community and everything. And it's also of course, just a way of supporting myself and supporting the channel here if you like what we're doing, but go put your name on the email. I thank you guys all for watching and I'll see you in the next video.